0: hello and welcome to the professional insight podcast uh season six um my name is Brandon curry where are the rest of the boys there we are oh here we go okay. season six okay introduce yourself guys that's to you Jeff that's Jeff hmm? I think he's frozen Jeffrey? he's frozen no he, he just looking looking his looking eyes his, uh, eyelashes oh yeah, yeah. My, my internet's strong him hmm okay well that's jeff collins <laughs> yep <laughs> so. i'm josh bond and trevor lindy
1: <laughs> there is there is, there is
2: a there is a descript there is a reason for jeff's uh there is actually technology this is actually issues, issues which is it's quite mean. comical
0: well this is going to be the first episode in a very long time that's just the four of us well, potentially three of us right now because let's just let our listeners know and our and our viewers know that um, it was touch and go before Jeff because somebody, we won't say who, left their laptop in the security line coming back from Florida. It wasn't me. You know that how that me. can
1: happen, though, right? Because, like,
0: <laughs> no, I when, don't. No, please, please.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, because I've seen it happen before. Where when well, you, you want to rip through those there, right? Get the fuck. Those gray sleep. bins, they're they're moving people through so quick. Your laptop, if it looks anything like that gray bin. People are just throwing their bins on top and you could end up with your, a bin on top of your laptop. Don't even think about it. Now it ends up. in. The tray or in the, uh, have. I can see how it happens. Uh, all I'm... How do, do How do you not know that your laptop's not in your bag when you're packing your shit back
0: up? Well, that's it. That's that. I think right? you just hit the nail right on the head there. Look at my bullet. Yeah.
2: I got a bulb smart enough.
0: It's work. not like he was in Jamaica and he might have been
1: smoking some wacky tobaccy before coming back. Look at this—we even lost uh, lost Curry. It's so the, it's just uh, the, the no, I'm back. Show. Oh, he's a uh, shell game, That's eh? Oh, there we
3: go. on, my phone. Screw it. Must be my laptop then.
1: Don't you mean your secondary laptop. Your laptop is still lost in the mail?
3: No, I, you know what? It, it, it shipped from. UPS in Florida to UPS in Welland. It was supposed to be there yesterday. I went there today. They're like, yeah, we don't have anything. I check it. It was held at the border until I paid 32 bucks. And the only way I even knew that is because I checked on tracking. No, no indication or nothing.
1: Dinged customs for something you already own.
3: Yep. A broker fee or whatever. To, I have no idea. 32 bucks. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I don't need- give a <laughs> shit. I need that laptop bad. I was like, whatever. I paid it. It's supposed to come today now.
2: That I'm not concerned suck. about your laptop. I'm concerned about your nuts. How are they doing? <laughs>
3: Jesus. You know, if that's appropriate to talk about. My, my wife <laughs> listens be... to this. So. They're fine.
2: Your heart. How about um, your heart? Been-
3: I'm excited to have my, my wife and son back today safe. Let's just put it that I
2: way. I can only imagine, buddy. I can only imagine.
3: Yeah. I'll be picking them up, leaving the airport, or the airport at 730 tonight.
1: I was gonna say, when did they they boarded? Like technically yesterday.
3: There, it's thirteen hour flight from from Taipei to uh, Toronto.
2: Okay, for the listeners. So have, you know, about half of his family for about three weeks. So,
3: well, I went to Florida and took a break. So, yeah, it was good. It was unique, though. No. It's uh,
0: well, we got some interesting topics for today. You know, um, yeah. they don't include. Anything to do with Jeff's anatomy or his vacation <laughs> in Florida. Um, so why don't we um, start off with Jeff, you know, because we don't know he's hit he's touch and go with his technology right now. Everything seems to be working. No, well, did, you did you guys tell
3: them yeah. with it or what, what yeah. happened?
0: Yeah, we did. Well we yeah. did. Oh yeah, we got well, it. When a
3: single dad goes to Florida, his brain doesn't work the normal <laughs> way, and I left it at the security uh, the security huh. check in. I had yeah. twenty minutes left before we boarded, and I found it. Oh shit, my laptop's gone. Oh, whose
0: fault's there? Okay,
3: hold oh, on. mine, one hundred percent, one hundred percent
1: How can you call yourself single dad when you traveled with your mom?
3: I was a single dad with a uh, elderly woman who was very forgetful. <laughs> so let's put it
0: that way. So now, now we're gaslighting, and it's your mom's. So problem. we know where well, you home, get home. it from.
3: Well, you guys are both gaslit me first. Bond with my balls, and then balls. And then I didn't Trevor say anything about ball. balls.
0: I
2: said nuts. I was talking about your chestnuts.
3: Balls and nuts is the on same an open thing. Fire.
2: fire. Oh.
3: But as an agent, and probably all you guys, you have your number one computer you prefer to use, and I had to bring it to Florida to make my life easier because I was working on work there. And sure enough, left it at the airport. I found it, and it was funny because UPS next day delivery four hundred and eighty American. And that wouldn't even include the uh, the border. So they're like, or you could do it on Thursday for eighty bucks. It's like, well, I'll take the eighty bucks. I can I can survive two more days because I have a surface that kind of half ass works it. And uh, I just found out that it's stuck at borders until I pay thirty two bucks with no no notification that I had to pay it. So I just randomly that, looked it up and found
0: out. Is, is that your topic for today, or what, like, what are you talking about today?
3: Uh, that that's my topic for today. Any questions, just write the <laughs> podcast. All of his work, it's all about of his work it's about traveling without your wife and how hard that is. We had a great trip though in Florida and all that. But I think we were talking about we've done our podcast for what four or five years now. And I think we've only had one or two episodes where we talk about what we actually offer. You know, and I, I think I've worked personally with all three of you guys with what you offer people. I've worked with all three of you guys in certain you know, parts of it where Curry, I I invest money with you every year. Bond, I do all my closings with you and John and Trevor, I get a lot of HELOCs or mortgages with you. And I refer whenever I can to all you guys. Curry, you tend to get the least amount of referrals because people need to have money to work with you. (laughs) So you're welcome to that that You're you're welcome, yeah. Yeah, At least I, I, I use you all the time every year. And you're on the ball when you do it, right? So... Yeah, and well, Curry wants to make practice. sure that if I pass away, my wife is a billionaire living in a penthouse in Dubai. Yeah. So if you are a female and you want to make sure you have the most amount of life insurance possible, that you never need to do anything. He is the man for you. So we can get that set up. So, <laughs> huh.
0: But, but really. To that. If you murder your man or your spouse, uh, you don't get paid out. So that's just the one uh, caveat to that. But caveat
3: to that is that if you get caught, Murdering your man. Question. If you do minor poisoning over a long time, you know, or blue balls death. Death by blue balls. (laughs) That's that's a a possibility.
2: How did he die? Blue balls.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It just exploded uh, when he was going through security. But to to be honest and serious, what what my specialty is, and and that's what we're going to kind of talk about today, is are, we, is
0: are we actually
3: going to get to that point? This is we, I'm in a good mood today, so I'll talk about whatever you guys want. And there's a leaf came on at two o'clock that I can't watch. Two o'clock,
2: two o'clock, two o'clock. Two o'clock. So I'm going to
3: have to turn my phone off and, and find out. But what I do is I buy and sell um, or help people buy and sell houses. That's what I like to say. And I help people fix up the houses after you get a house because I got quite the, the trades contacts. <clears throat> but I also am now building houses. Actually, yesterday we had a a meeting at my house, which I use my personal house as a model home um, to build and design, show the upgrades for it, and kind of talk to people about what you can do or can't do in its layout. I have another appointment today at 1 o'clock with an agent from Orangeville that's coming down who wants to build on a piece of land I'm selling, and they're ready to pull the trigger, but they have no idea. They said, well, this is a house we like in Orangeville, but we don't want to live there. We'd like to live in Wayne Fleet on 22 acres can you do that we're like well as a builder <clears throat> you can basically build whatever you want right yep. but what everybody wants to know when you build is how much does it cost
2: that's right so that now, municipality agrees with you building that kind of
3: 100 100 and i've touched on this before on uh one of our podcasts what you have to do if you want to build you have to make three calls more or less right you have to talk to the city see what the zoning is See if you can amend the zoning because sometimes you can do that too. Sure. You need to talk to NPCA to see if there's any restrictions on that land, and many times now you have to talk to the ministry, right? Yeah, so you have to talk to the ministry. Too.
2: Yep. conservation.
3: The con- conservation authorities they overrule what the municipality can or can't do, yeah. but it's not as easy as that. Like we have a mutual client here on, for most of us on here. Curry, you got to wait till they get money again. Um, but most of us on here have the mutual client and we've been severing one chunk of land in Waynefleet to three parcels of land to build. And nothing has changed on this land at all, other than paperwork. And we're going on two years, still waiting on the final signature from the ministry to do it. And we're waiting on a letter from the civil engineering to do it. Right. So I'm, I'm positioning myself in this market, not only to buy and sell and I have to make sure I tell people that I still love to buy and sell real estate, okay? Really, when I talk to people in my business, everyone has a crazy idea what they wanna do. And I've got a client right now who found a piece of land. He wants me to help him buy it. He wants to negotiate the shit off the land, which is very hard to do because carrying costs for land usually is very minimal. Property tax is very minimal. So they're going to wait until they get their price, right? The interesting thing on the market, I touched on this last podcast, people are timing the market that we believe on this podcast that the interest rates should be done raising. You never know. They might sneak one in there, but we think they're done raising. And now it's kind of a, when do we drop both with the feds and with, with Bank of Canada here, right? And it's funny because it's all over our phones. Now you've got mixed messaging and all that it's when do we drop? But the consensus on our podcast is, and with our experts that we bring on, we're probably thinking maybe as early as spring, maybe more likely summer, but in that range that they're going to drop. So the interesting thing here on land and the people who are affected by these interest rates typically aren't the people on the top end of the market. They might not have any more. What's that? Mel? No, they high interest rates for sure, but but they're also sitting on the sidelines. Ready to pounce. A lot of them are ready to pounce. But for building, it's a little bit different. Because if you find a piece of land, the funny thing is when I talk to people, they'll find a piece of land and like, well, can we get in our house in eight months if we bought the land today? I'm like, not not even close. Okay. Depends if you have stock plans, and then you can pull permit in 30 days. If you're lucky, you might be able to get in eight months, and that's just not gonna happen. So if you're trying to make custom plans. And if you're buying a piece of land that's four to $600,000, say you're in that two acre to 25 acre kind of parcel of land, right? You're not buying a, you know, building a little bungalow and sitting there. You're probably building in a custom estate sized house. You're looking for that big capital gain that you can earn over the next 10, 15 years, right? I'd say that's a common thing. A lot of the buyers I have that approach me honestly are between the ages of 45 and 55. they've had a couple of houses in their life. They're financially stable. They have a minimal mortgage. They want that next house that can get them to retirement. And what they're looking at is to buy that house to make that big capital gain that they're not paying tax on. And then they'll downsize 60 to 70 years old. That's a typical thing that we deal with, right? Mm -hmm. So they want to buy the land. They got this great idea. I want to buy the land. We want to build a house. We saw it on HGTV. We like. We know we can design it and all that stuff. And the thing I'll, I'll, I'll caution you, you don't want to design your house with an architect without a builder helping you out. Because when you go to an architect, you can tell them whatever you want to build and they will design it for you. They will give you the engineering for it. But that doesn't take into consideration the cost of building that. Okay? Now, I've been a builder for seven years. I work with one of the, I think, the most meticulous builders around, Framer. Very, 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 very good. And he'll look at designs that we have because we're building a couple of custom houses right now. Nice houses. But the decisions that were made at the architect stage cost quite a bit of money, which could have been avoided if it was consulted with the builder. Okay? So those decisions can be made up on thing, but then you have to re-engineer certain parts of it, too. Right. So honestly, I would tell people if they want to design a custom house, and I'm not talking a twelve hundred square foot, two bedroom bungalow, you know, if you're looking at that triple car, quadruple car garage, a bungalow off kind of like mine, you know, where you're about thirty seven hundred square feet above. Sometimes people want to put elevators in and go two story. <clears throat> you get all kinds of inquiries on this. You're probably looking six to twelve months to design your house to get ready to get the stuff to apply for permit. And what I mean by that is if you come to us and say, we have our house plans, you have to make sure you have the land in place first because different land will dictate how you can build. Now it's different when you're on two acres of land, right? Because if you're on land with high rock height, you can add fill to the property to build it up to a bungalow, right? You don't have to hold ram to go down. You can add, but it could be as much as 300 truckloads of, of, of topsoil. And you're typically about 500 to a thousand bucks for a load of top, of, 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 fill, right? So that's something to consider on. And, and these are all things you have to talk to people about when you are building. So tonight, for example, at one o'clock, I have an agent coming down here with their two buyers. They've got a house they want to design and put on there. They're ready to put pen to paper. I show them my house, which has, it's designed to be a model home. So I show you a uh, seven hundred and fifty square foot um uh office above my triple car garage. And it's got, for example, shut up, Curry. It's got uh it's got what different kinds of, of finishes on, on plumbing and on on uh on um now you got me throwing curry take curry off the screen. I don't Tell want me to see you. Take know how him
0: how off a room. the
3: screen. I don't want him on there. Uh, but upstairs that's that's better let's do the rest of the podcast like that and then when Curry's talking we'll only have him on that'll that'll increase the ratings but downstairs we have all black plumbing fixtures and then we have (laughs) (laughs) no put put Trevor on right now he's laughing the hardest (laughs) 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 be professional all right so we've got we've got black um
2: piping uh, hard, handles and hardware
3: everyone downstairs we can show the difference between like a chrome kind of finish or a steel finish or black hardware finish right and then we'll look at the different options you can have on on, on um, blinds and and uh, window fixtures and stuff like that the different kind of showers you can have um, finished basement where you put speakers in the ceiling, stuff like that. So that's a lot of what I'm doing with my business now is kind of consulting on building and potentially building for them and coming up with ideas for people. And because people get excited when they get the right idea. So when they see what we did was, is um, two bedrooms together and they're separated by a bathroom in between. And then it's kind of got a, an area where we close that nice sliding door that everybody likes on HDTV. So my two boys have their own little quadrant where they they can hide out. When we have parties or whatever at our house, right? So besides that, when I think are you guys in control of yourself now, the giggle boys over here, or whatever. So the yeah, other sorry, thing I do about
0: so that is- was that was hilarious. Bach says let's talk about it. Like, hey, Mel, Mel, <laughs> Mel let, let's, let's put it this way. Mel is just tuned in. She just wrote, This is what I tune in for. And oh my god, that was one hell of a good that was a good laugh. Yeah. Thanks, Collins. And Bach was that
3: so- was Working in stride uh, and not breaking character.
2: Yeah. It's beautiful. First, mm. heard from that, and talk about the bills. Oh my god! <laughs> <Chris>
0: will definitely <laughs> talk about Let's the bills. Sure. So so it, so
3: really,
4: <laughs> so, oh, oh shit,
3: we can't talk about the bills right now, Buck. <laughs> no. <Doc. laughs> no, we can't talk about the bills. The bills. Are, it's they're it's, not done yet. Yes, Cincinnati yeah. lost last night too, and I think. uh Joe Burrow might be gone for a little bit too. So the bill's still have a chance, believe it or not. But yeah, we can't talk about the bills. Um, but the other thing I do is is assisting people to buy and sell the house. Many times right now in this market, what I'm finding I deal with, people like the prices they see to buy out there or the potential to negotiate on those prices. Can you take Curry off the screen again, please? I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, Why? He's, he's giggling. What was he doing? Every time I look at him, I want to laugh because he's, <laughs> like he's holding in. Either a fart or a giggle, I don't know. <laughs> but <you> <laughs> so for example, I've got a bunch of townhouses we're selling and people like the prices of it. They like what they get. They like the value. The problem is, and in this market, there's a lot of sale of property conditions out there. So people like what they can buy, but they want to get a specific house for what they sell. And people's mindsets right now are very locked into the prices we had, the peak, that are not relevant to today's market. And in my case, when they're buying one of my builds, I can't go there and blow smoke up their ass about what their house is worth. I have to be very blunt to them about it. So when I go in there, uh, I will talk to them. What are you thinking of doing? What do you want to do? Can I look at your house? They show me the house. And then I'm blunt about what buyers won't like right now. When you're in an extreme buyer's market that we are right now, I wouldn't say extreme or balanced buyer's market. Buyers say, can negotiate, right? I wouldn't say extreme buyers' market. It's not extreme. But
2: you started by um, saying extreme. It is a buyers' market.
3: It is a buyers' market. Like we're leaning, take Curry off the screen. We're we're very <laughs> lean.
1: He needs to stay on the screen.
3: <laughs> maybe this that's this what people is, love: is him just, is, is smile just and He vanity? lit up.
0: Did you do your stand-up routine coming back from Florida? Like this is is all good and, and up next. Yeah, oh, I, I
3: did it. on you the Florida flight was say about- shit. Yeah. I left my laptop there. <laughs> it was me talking three hours about my stupid laptop and I got it back. But
1: how many people nobody's even gonna know what flight? I talked
3: about in this damn portion of mine? Because we're all giggling and making fun. Back on track, like professionals that we are, all right? I'll go to their house and I will tell them. This is what people aren't going to like about your house. And they already know what I'm going to tell them, right? I'm going to tell them that carpet you have in your bathroom is not appealing. Because believe it or not, people have carpet in their bathrooms. And if you've got two young boys that live in your house, that carpet is full of piss in your bathroom. So unfortunately, when you're selling your house, that carpet's got to go. It doesn't have to go. Nothing has to be changed in your house. But can if you, you want imagine, to get max dollar, you got to fix it up
2: Can you imagine in today's market sick? or drop
3: your pants on price.
2: Can you imagine being sick, like hung over or something and puking in the toilet and you're on a pissy carpet?
3: On a piss yeah. carpet? On a piss carpet? That would be amazing.
2: would be tons of puking.
3: That, that's how you don't drink anymore. That's a great solution for it. Just don't drink. So right now on the market, I don't know if you guys have seen it too, there's a lot of conditions no, that are accepted with the sale of property right? A lot of sale property conditions out there. And there could be a chain reaction of like five or six properties that are all tied into one property. And when that one sells, six of them go. So at any point, you could see the market kind of bump up from a month to month on transactions. What you're finding now, we're getting close to December and people don't really like to sell their house in December because they have a lot of company coming over and they don't want to have that. Curry, you're doing it again. I can see you. I can see you holding it in, Curry. Uh, and so that's what Nine I do. Hours. I'm going to pass the torch here because I can't stop giggling. And I want—I think it's time for Curry to talk about what he does
0: besides well, tr- what we besides really tanking bust- uh, well, my
3: have... session about <laughs> good selling
0: buildings. I, I, I let me let me tell you something. Up next is Trevor Lindy to talk about how hard it is to get on. mortgage on. from a his question. yacht.
2: There's a question <laughs> to Jeff. There, there's a, from
0: Peter. Oh yes, okay. Let's do that. I okay, can't see perfect. it. Perfect. Okay. It's fair to say, when you build a home, expect six months of delays. My neighbor has been building a house for two years, and it's driving me nuts. They're probably
3: building the house themselves, I'd say. They're subcontracting you know, it. I doubt they'd have a builder. My neighbors, and I hope they don't listen to my podcast, they've been building their own house for the last year and a half. I, I can I can even show you. Let me show you, I don't know if I can turn this around on here. Oh, I can't. I was going to show you. They have... I'd say about 40 bags of garbage on their front porch that have been there for three weeks. That's just sitting there because I don't know why they don't want to bring it to the dump. I think they're looking to get rats and stuff at their house. No idea. But 40 bags of garbage on their front porch right now trying to do it. The problem, if you work with a a builder who knows what they're doing, they know how to schedule, they have the trades that they trust and they'll get it through. Right. Right. When you pick someone else and you're a one-off, it's going to take a while.
2: There's a follow-up, Jeff. Oh. Oh, Me and Maurice
3: have been acquainted a few times when his trades run over my grass. Okay, so if he's a builder who's got trades that are running over your grass, he's not really having control of that either. I don't know. It's interesting. It could be someone who hired a builder who's a buddy of theirs too, right? And sometimes that can be a little difficult too
0: maybe a shitty builder well, on top of that, that builder could be just a GC, a general contractor, yep. not actually a builder. Cause it sounds like to your point, Jeff, that he has no control over his trade. So they're probably all subcontractors, right? Like they are just all independent businesses. <clears> they <throat> just don't care. Right.
3: Whereas yeah, like your trades, you've got to have good control of them and you got to, you know, you're, if-
0: whereas you're a builder and also a GC, but you also like a lot of your, a lot of the trades that you use are independents, However, mm-hmm. you've got long-standing agreements and contracts with them, and you know they understand. Well, the bottom
3: you line is, and- we give them a lot of business, and if they screw up, they're not getting the business. Simple. Right? If, if you've got, if you're a builder and you've got trades that are one-offs, you've never used them before—that's the worry you have. A builder, to be honest, is usually as good as the trades they use to help build the house. Sure. Okay, so if you've got great trades that that you endorse to work on your houses. That's something that's constantly changing because to be honest, trades can have off months and all that where there's personal things that are affecting their business. You shouldn't really bring that in the business world, but it does happen. Let's not kid ourselves. There's families, you know, there's, there's parents that could be on, you know, not good health and all that. And it does affect them. I, I work with a couple of trades right now where that's happening. You know, unfortunately they bring that into the work they shouldn't, but you know, people are still humans. The 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 whole purpose of a builder is to overlook the trades that they bring in and they endorse the trades they bring in because the builder has to back them with their own wallet. Yeah. If something bad happens, we have a, a scenario right now in, in Dane City where we built. And just to give you an idea how stressful it can be as a builder, there's a master grading plan for a subdivision that the city has to sign off of. So we built four houses on the one side of a cul-de-sac in Dane City. Josh, you know, about it. you and John are very heavily involved in this, and you might get more involved on in this. <clears throat> and you have to get a grading plan. Now, what people don't understand is the grading oh, plan is designed it. by the civil engineer.
2: Yeah, but right? you know, that's approved by the municipality before it's they... It's approved, for sure.
3: But in this it. case, there was an original developer. So every subdivision that has lots has a developer for it. And it has to go through a rigorous kind of... um um, approvals in order to get approved right part of the subdivision plan is a grading for the whole a master grading plan so in this particular case in this city there's a master grading plan that wasn't properly done it was a hack developer he lost it the city assumed the developer role for the subdivision someone bought the lots from the city the city still remains the developer we bought the lots from this person We have a grading plan for each lot that's based off the master grading plan. The master grading plan had changed from the original one to the new one. So we found out that when we built these houses, there was one house of four houses where the water would pool. Okay, We're builders, not landscapers, so we just have to follow basic landscaping of it. The water would pool. But we did what our grading plan told us to do. Mm -hmm. Tarion protects the buyer that we can't have pooling water on that property. So then we talk with the city. We need the engineer to come out. Engineer comes out and says, we suggest you put a sub drain. It's 220 feet long. What a sub drain is, it's about a four inch piece of big O. It's perforated. It has stone underneath it, stone on top of it. And then it has like a fabric cloth across it, right? To prevent dirt and stuff clogging it up. So it's about $5,000 job to do in order to fix it all.
2: Now, so we said the city, work, Jeff. Where, where, where would that drain run to?
3: A catch basin. A
2: catch basin. Okay.
3: Okay. So it's about a 220 foot length. And really, now if you develop that, you'd have more than one catch basin in a 220 foot length, right? Curry, you live in a, a newer subdivision, so around your house you probably have catch basins in every fourth house, All right? Yep. So they have a lot of them, right? Because you want drainage, and everything's about drainage, right? But when this development was done a long time ago, they had. One catch basin for about 300 feet of land, right? And it doesn't make sense now. So the city instructs us, you've got to put sub drains in. We're like, well, that's not our responsibility. That's the developer's responsibility. And they say, do you want to make your clients happy? Of course we do. But that's a developer responsibility. So we said, screw it. We'll do it. We'll go after them with our lawyers to try to get that money back because it's a developer responsibility. So we'll we'll take care of it because we want to keep our clients happy. Our landscaper goes out there, digs down, they find the previous sub drain, and guess what? It's done wrong. There is no stone above and beyond. There's a fabric on top of the big O that has just gone aside. It's full, it's clunked. They open it up, and it floods the whole backyard. So it's the previous developer who went bankrupt, who the city took it over, who screwed it up, and who has to fix it now? It should be the developer. We're fixing to keep our clients happy and we'll go after them. After. But that's, that's, you know, some of the stuff that if you do hire a builder with Terry on, you are protected with those things where we can't just say, ha ha, it's not, not, you know, we have to fix it. And Terry will pay to get it fixed. We'll go after the city and just, you know, it's, it's, it's about who does it and who fixes it after.
0: It comes it's in good time. Now, final, <clears throat> final question in less than a minute. Go.
3: Oh, I can do lots of things in less than a minute. Final question. They built the house on a water table, oh, and the wife awesome. wanted a 9 ceiling basement. Nine-foot ceiling basement the solution was to have three sump pumps rent. Why would a builder sign off on this? Well, I don't I think know if a builder would fluid. sign when off it, on it. They'd probably not recommend that. See, the big question here is: when the person designed this, once again with the architect, which we talked about earlier, did they say we want nine-foot ceilings in the basement? Because if you've got nine-foot ceilings in the basement, you're going down deeper, right? So if you go down deeper, the deeper you go, the higher the water level comes up. Sure. And so the solution for that typically is add more Great. sump pumps, right? So really, you're better, and it depends on the land you got too, right? Like I have nine foot ceilings at my house and my sump pump runs nonstop,
0: right? But I have nine foot ceilings at my house. However, I do have a sub pump, but because I... I'm on a walkout and it's the, also the type of soil that you're on too. Yeah. So, right. Like you're on, you know, sandy loam soil versus clay soil versus like the clay soil, the water just pools and just sits there. Whereas yeah. it's sand. It just goes right straight through and you don't really need a sub pump. Um, well, so a lot of things happen
3: the, too, where if you backfill with different kinds of material, so if you have yeah, clay backfill, the water goes down slower. If you backfill a chip, it it just speeds right down to the weepers, right? So it depends on what you're backfilling. The biggest thing that I would say when you're in the design stage, if you want a nine-foot basement ceiling, what kind of rock height you have there? What kind of water table do you have there? And really, this is taking out context. We have no idea how how big the house is. If you've got a basement that's 3,000 square feet, that's a lot of water around the edges, right? And if you've only got one sump pump, you might need to design two. I'm right on the cusp of going to a second sump pump it's probably safer to do that, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want a second backup. sump pump. But to right? so to you, and you need a battery backup. Then it comes into question, if you're on septic and cistern, right, you can't get like a, a water pressure backup. You have to be in municipal water. Then you have to have a battery backup, right? So if you got three sump pumps on, it's not necessarily saying, why would the, the, the builder recommend that? It might be the architect put that in his plans. Or the, the owner wanted nine-foot ceilings no matter what, didn't care about the consequences, and the consequences are you need a third sump pump.
2: At the end of the day, it's the owner that the owner gets it's
3: the what owner the they want, right? If you're designing a house, have a builder involved from the beginning because they'll say, okay, we're going down nine feet. Your water table in this lot is pretty high. You might need to have an extra sump pump or two.
2: Your sump usually um, directs the water back into the weepers, I believe.
3: Yeah, so you have uh, one yeah, I, sump pit all directed by the weepers. And if you have water around a whole house, it's all going there. And it might not affect you all the time, but on a busy rain, which yeah. we've had a quite a bit in the last year, you can have your sump overloaded, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, and the sub pump is supposed to do to shoot it out and away.
3: Away from the house. the
0: question. Away from the house.
3: But and and in, if, if, if you're not final graded because right, you're, like, you're still building... Your grating might not push the water away from your house. So when the sump pump comes out, it recirculates, right? So you got to see how the uh, the the sump pump works in the grating too. Yeah.
2: Don't Peter says thanks. thanks Peter. Jeff. <laughs> he's he's screwing around with his uh, Japanese maple with the fence.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anyone screw around with your Japanese maple. Those things are gorgeous trees. Yeah, fantastic. Let's move on to yeah, let's we'll move on to Trevor now. That's enough yeah, talking know, about this.
0: Why, why why am I the one that's next up?
1: Right, cuz Curry said it before.
0: He's the oh, host. You had it. You had a, you had a couple good questions there, Trev. So go ahead. He's the giggle host. So. What questions did I have? No, Curry was saying a about getting a, mortgages right now. Yeah, you had a question about reverse mortgages. You wanted to bring up on the show, so go ahead. Obviously, not use any names and stuff like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, kind of how we we started is you know three of us were at our business group last night talking to one of the other members, and you know basically the situation is the parents are on ODSP. <laughs> and the goal is the parents disability. want to be able to help what's that yeah on yeah, program. yeah so the parents want to be able to help their daughter purchase a property so basically gifting her the down payment and trying to come up Which with is ultra, common right now,
3: right? ultra common right
1: now very very common right coming up with a solution that can um you know not affect the parents odsp right that's still being able to help and then also because the affordability piece right um typically when somebody's on ontario disability they don't make enough to really be able to afford any of their obligations so now all of a sudden do you have to look at putting the the daughter on uh, but then that's going to affect their affordability to be able to buy their own piece Mm. obviously prior conversations had taken place with Brandon and Josh, I was not privy to those conversations other than being told that these conversations had happened. And I brought up, I said, well, listen, like what's the age of the parents. We got the age of the parents. Um, basically ran a quick calculation based on the type of property, the location of the property. And I asked the question, I'm like, well, what's the value? We really couldn't come up with a value. Um, So I said, well, you know, this is what your, your ex just bought a house for. So let's use that as the value. Threw that number into it and was able to come up with a pretty fair down payment amount that could actually help them buy a property. So that being the big question is... You know, is is there going to be any impact by an equity takeout? Right, I look at it as being no on different the parent side that selling right? that on the parent side. Yeah, because yeah. it's the end of the day is we don't want to screw up the parents' ability to pay their obligations. Right, so doing an equity takeout, I look at it being no different than selling the house, but or impact people. their ODSP. and that that's it. Right, yeah. so
0: so the the official the official answer and this is right from the ontario the ontario disability um act um, section 28 Um, so we need to kind of go through this in in little pieces um first is loans for purchase of allowable items so you can have loans and they're not treated as it's not treated as an asset and so the first, which makes thing, sense, and, right?
2: Because it's asset versus the liability. So,
0: well, no, there is there, it, there there's an asterisk under under section twenty eight, um, paragraph one of the act, which clearly states that um, first of all, before doing a reverse mortgage, you need to have the director's approval from ODSP in order to put this through. So that's number one. If anyone's uh, asking, you need to get this approved by ODSP first two it has to fit under certain exempt situations. There is a laundry list of exempt situations that anyone can uh, Google right and go section 28 of the Ontario Disability Act. Um, and basically what section 28 uh, section 28 is is basically it's called the determination of assets. And I'm looking at it right now, and that has – it has a total of 49 assets that would be considered exempt. Um, now, lending money to a child for the purchase of a home is not on there. But um, – oh, Jesus, look at everybody. So We're just having you need to be very – you need to be um, very careful before doing an equity take back and you the, the recipient of the equity take back is on ODSP because it may be considered income so the gift so the,
2: the gift aspect isn't at, listed there as one of the exemptions
0: not right not, not in clear language.
2: That. they'd have to disclose
1: that
0: yeah. If one of the, if one of the 48, 49, ex, like you mean the of parents assets, would, would have to, the parents would
1: have to disclose that they're giving the money to the daughter as a gift, given the when, reason when, the ODSP as to
2: why both, they want both. to do
0: this reverse. Correct. Coverage. Correct. Now there's a lot of reasons on here. Why? um, that could probably fill in, but without knowing more about this, I know who you're talking about, but actually not getting into any more detail. Um, Um, we need to dig a lot more and ask a lot more information in order for that to happen. But, but it, it says right on the, right on Ontario's, uh, you know, um, Ontario's website. So basically it says, I'll read it, I'll read it verbatim for everybody. Loans for the purchase of of household items or items necessary for the well-being of any member of the benefit unit are exempt as income. This could include items such as furniture, kitchen items, appliances, food, and clothing. These same loans may include a variety of financial transactions, such as credit card advances, overdue credit card balances, bank drafts, contractual arrangements to pay for items on time or on a delayed basis, such as don't pay a cent event. Um... Uh, Recipients should obtain prior approval for these expenditures. Okay. Then a couple paragraphs down, it does address reverse mortgages. A recipient is required to obtain prior approval for a reverse mortgage. That's the first sentence. Okay. So the official um, answer to your client, Trev, our mutual client, is prior approval must be received before making an application for a reverse mortgage okay so there you go and then uh, i guess I, if, I if they don't they can jeopardize it right oh 100 and I but think there's that nothing
1: in there that says anything about a regular mortgage
0: no 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 a regular mortgage is a regular mortgage that's not considered income
2: the fact so the of a reverse mortgage is there's no requirement to repay it until yes, an event happens, right? Yeah, upon sale or death. Correct. Yeah. So it's it's it, it it kind of it's a product that kind of walks the
1: fence between an equity. Is that so Here's pay-to. here's an interesting piece about that. Is that because mm-hmm. when you die? does ODSP have the ability to claw back some of your disability payments that they've paid you over the years
0: when you own real estate? Potentially that, that, that has happened. They, they can be, if, if, if well, they always have clawback rights, depending on the They situation. always have clawback rights and they, they can be very easily a creditor on the estate, very easily be a creditor on the estate. And then you won't get your certificate from CRA in order, a search certificate of disbursements, like in order to disperse the rest of the assets, if, if especially if it's ODSP that's involved, right? Wow. So what can happen is if the, you have to remember if the money is borrowed and used for a purpose that is not approved, it will be treated as income. That was the second sentence. Okay. So um, you need to get prior approval. Now the prior approval might be, I need it to move into another space in order for us to have, you know, accessible living or whatever the case may be. And if that, if the client is willing to, because you remember the money can be used for any member of the family unit. Yes. Right. So if the sale of a home is, is used in in order to buy a a home that has, let's say, you know, wheelchair access or um, you know, they move in, may, may, maybe they move into an in law suite or what have you. Um, yeah, that's fine because they, because this client would be considered part of the family unit. And that, but still, regardless, prior prior approval must be given. And I would imagine, yeah, but
2: that, I would imagine that they would want a gift, uh, some form of a gift uh, letter for funding, right?
1: Yeah, a gift letter is no, easy they, enough to obtain. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. But the, I the mean, reason just, being is because the, the, the non-borrower, the gift, the person gift receiving or. the gift um, can't go on title <laughs> of the parent's house because they are not 54 or older, right? The minimum right. age of every person on title is 54 or older in order to be able to qualify for that reverse mortgage.
0: Right. right? But so. if the reason for them selling their home is to move into a more accessible home and, you know, because the client is a a child um, of theirs and they're, you know, they're going to be like a a caretaker role and there's going to be a in-law suite Then that, as long as prior approval is given, that can be done.
2: Now, what about a trust situation? Even in an event that the person's only on as a trustee, I wonder if that would exempt that 55 age requirement. No,
1: No way, no, no, no. No. Very, very adamant about that because the loan to value that they are willing to disperse is based on the age of the youngest borrower. They'd still be considered a borrower for mortgage purposes. Correct. Yeah. So that's a, that's a hard rule. And you know what? We had a great episode that we did not too long ago. We had Clive.
3: The phenomenal episode
1: why phenomenal episode yeah it was great we had uh deanna lip and uh, i don't understand why you're so pixelated it must be your shitty pixel
2: he turned it sideways <clears throat> so it blew funny, up the- everybody's blew
1: up- always quick to rip on uh on iphone but then look at the crap that he's got with his google pixel oh look you're getting clear now
3: this it's called pixel so you can see the pixels Stupid.
1: Is, is that why? Pixelated. Yeah. <laughs> I, and and what's the shirt that you're wearing? Is that pixelated? It
3: it is the shirt that you're the only one that doesn't support our podcast guy.
1: What are you talking about?
3: You don't have any of those shirts.
1: Doesn't matter if I have any of those. It I've got this. You on. should. This is this is from Nash. This is
3: high quality oh, merchandise.
1: This is, this is from Nash.
3: No, it's not. That's a hoodie, isn't it?
1: It is. Guys, is this Thank from you. Dave Nash? It is Jack actually Nash? from Nash's. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Is this
3: from Nash? Yeah. You know, I don't yes, know. We can't tell because the of the
1: pixels. <laughs> Maybe it's on you your, your shitty phone that and
3: you can't see it.
1: That we wouldn't even notice the red tags. Okay. So shout Can we get out back to,
0: to Nash. Shout out to Nash. To... Oh boy. Yeah. Taylor. Shout out to Nashy. good old good old Dave Nash from Jack Nash. This is yes. we had him on the show. We gotta have him on again, actually. He's yeah. always a good one. All the way back to like season one. Season we, gotta two, do it on, we
3: gotta do it on location at a store and try out some clothes. Hmm. And then we'll all buy a oh. shirt and then look at Trevor. Make him feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta buy one too.
0: Huh? <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, Trev, did you have any other questions?
1: I or don't have any though. questions. No,
3: but he's supposed to talk about what he does for people. That was the whole idea. Yeah,
1: so mainly residential mortgages, right? That's, that's the bulk of, what but not I do. only
3: residential mortgages, right?
1: No, I can do commercial mortgages as well. Um, no, it's only, no, uh, Mel. Collins. no it's only, no, it's only Collins. Yeah. Here let's, we'll, we'll, we'll bring back up to speed. Mel, what had happened was Jeff was away on vacation last week. Jeff went. He sec- was. Went secure. Jeff left the bins and realized that he so he thirty minutes or for three hours, I should say, on the flight home, uh, he has paid UPS to get it back. Uh, so he's uh, out a hundred bucks because he didn't check the bin. It just blended right in. The grays and pixelated so for total. this episode <laughs> and pixel. Yeah, so he's the only one on his phone. That's why the rest of us look as good as what we do normal and mind you, he doesn't look very good to begin with gross overstatement. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's uh, an exaggeration.
3: I'm comfortable in my own skin. All right. I've Perfect. accepted myself.
1: <laughs> We're very glad. I just like that. The tables are turned and it's not me getting my balls busted. So I like it. My so
3: balls. balls busted.
1: I'm trying to lay in just a little, little harder.
3: I did have yeah. a great trip, by the way, in Volcano Bay, two times. If you've never been there, it's the greatest place to go.
1: Good Volcano Bay. Um, I, no good. I think you should Fonda, expand. You on wanna- we also do
3: refinancing too.
1: Yeah. So anything from like purchases, transfers, refinances. Um, you know, right now I get I am getting a lot of questions. Uh, you know, around refinancing, around transfers. Um, people are really concerned because the interest rates are as high as what they are. Um, it's, it's tough. Renewals
3: would be the big concern right now, right? Pardon me? Renewals would be the big concern right now.
1: Renewals are really hard. Uh, you know, I, I had somebody approach me recently about their renewal that they had coming up, uh, that had renewed in October and, you know, they, they've got a really good job but they also had a part-time job and really they had a part-time job just because, you know, they're, I think it's because, you know, they're single and they just, you know, wanted something to do with their time. Um, you know, and it kind of kept them occupied. So they left that part-time job partway through last year. Um, and now they've just got their regular job and financially the conversation was along the lines of, you know, this is my interest rate. This is what I pay right now. This is what my balance is. What are the chances of me getting anywhere close to that? And unfortunately in their situation, you know, the interest rate was more than doubling. When your interest rate doubles, the the payments are going to go up by about thirty percent. So the so you're conversation- not having any big conversations, are you? no, it's not, not fun conversations to be having, right? Like I'm the bearer of bad news in most cases, but when you've got a client, you know, that's talking about their payment going up by 30%, what are some options that we can talk about? And one of the options that a lot of clients are leaning towards right now is refinancing to extend the amortization. So maybe we're not taking out any more money, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're staying at, you know, 150,000, 200,000, whatever your mortgage balance is today. Yeah. But if you got say 18 years left owing, theoretically we can stretch all the way back out to. 30. Now, a lot of people make the payments, right? Why do I want to go back to 30 years? We don't have to, we can pick anywhere between 18 and 30 and find that happy medium. Right? So if, if it means going, means stretching your amortization to say 23 years, to keep your payments in line of what they are right now, because the interest rate is so much higher then maybe that's what you need to do. If it, ma- if it meets your budget right now, the, the logic and and what I say to everybody is, you know, best to go with a shorter term rate than a longer term rate. Um, really, really popular over the last couple of weeks. Going to be honest, variable rate mortgage conversations are being had again. One because, years. Sorry. One year's. No, so variables only variable or adjustable rate mortgages are only available primarily as a five-year handful okay. of lenders offer three year variable rates as well. Okay. But the logic being, and just like when we had Roberto Kidabak mm-hmm. on the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, f- from his investment side, from you know, from his CFA designation, he very much believes that if you can get a a variable rate within 25 basis points of what you can get for a three-year fixed it's financially advantageous likely that the rates are going to drop over that next period of time mm. right so having that variable rate conversation if they you know if they're open to it the benefit then being as time goes on and rates start decrease then you're going to that benefit that financial benefit of your payments are going to drop for you um which, if you if you're an adjustable rate, your payments will drop. If you're in a fix, excuse me, if you're in a variable rate where you have that static payment, the payment's not going to change, but you're going to have a heck of a lot more money going towards interest than you do towards principal. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just it's playing the right strategy that's going to work best for you. And then the other piece about stretching the amortization back out that I'm trying to encourage clients to do is once you get that pay raise at work like in particular this individual that i was talking to is a school teacher um we all know that school the contract is being negotiated right now um they're asking for a cost of living increase they haven't gotten one in uh like keeping up with inflation they haven't gotten one in over a decade um so if that ends up happening and there's retro pay associated with it now that individual would be in a position that they can bump those payments back up Right now, Trev, yeah.
2: Do you think we'll ever see the reintroduction of a forty-year AM?
1: Do I think we're going to have a forty-year AM? Well, what I can tell you is Equitable Bank, um, available through brokers like myself, did recently announce a forty-year amortization. They are they are an alternative lender, so meaning that you're not going to get bank rates. If we yep. did an equitable mortgage, you're going to get a slightly higher rate, but they okay. do offer 40-year amortizations again. Good to know.
3: Are those more insured? Not,
1: no, not insured. Not insured. So they're like a 20 plus percent down payment yeah. type of situation or, or, or max, you know, refinance. Um, but we can amortize over 40 years the the stipulation in a lot of cases and and I haven't looked into it too much because I don't have a lot of demand for people to go 40 or people for that matter don't really want to go alternative lending if they can avoid it because yeah. interest rates are you know a point or more higher
0: yeah
1: um so you know they they're looking for good credit good for I rentals right yeah. If Anything? I, I don't know if that's a, uh, available with the product, I'd have to double check um, yeah. whether you can do a rental within it. Um, but just for the, 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 the question though, about 40 year amortizations, I don't think OSFI, which is the office of the superintendent of financial institutions will ever revert back to a 40 year ram. I don't even think we're going to get 35 out of them. They're, they're Sorry. set at 30 years for conventional mortgages. Um, but nothing more, and I don't think they're gonna let us go back. They they think
3: they'll ever ever take that stupid stress test off, or that's there to stay.
1: No, that's here here to stay
2: stay. for the foreseeable future, anyways. The foreseeable future, yeah,
1: till election time, yeah, maybe. No, no, because they're not elected officials, they're not elected officials, and there's nothing that they can do to. There's nothing that the elected officials can do to pressure them into doing something they don't want to do. Completely
0: independent. Yep. yep. Uh now with the final 10 minutes or so of the show. Oh, we're Ronaldo not gonna do the with,
1: uh... so you laugh too much, yeah. Kurt. You screwed us. You laughed too My much. Michael already told us he only has 30 <laughs> seconds, so curry gets nine and a half minutes bondo gets 30 seconds we wrap this up i don't need to i don't need any we do all things
2: legal just reach out to us right if it's not something that we take care of which is primarily residential commercial real estate refis
3: incorporation
2: incorporation buying selling a business share or asset wills and estates we're going to try and find somebody to uh that's going to treat and, you the and way we would treat you, right? So
1: let's be honest, Bond Flatbaccario, the firm that you work at, you yep. guys have you have litigators on staff, you have family lawyers on staff. Yep. You guys, so even if it's something that you know Josh and and his business partner John can't handle, most likely somebody in the firm that can can definitely help. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we don't do we don't do criminal.
2: But we would no. We would I was going to say there's nobody in there that's criminal, right? No, but we would refer you to 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 somebody that we trust in the industry, right? Because like everything, like I mean, I, I've had fantastic experience with Jeff and his his sub trades, right? In terms of uh, you know dealing with my fourplex, and uh, they're just all phenomenal to deal with. All uh, you know, just great. I hear you reignited. like the ninjas best. Ninjas were fantastic. Uh, Kerr was fantastic. Uh, the Mike, the insulator, was fantastic. Like they were all. Uh, I got
0: no qualms. So no qualms. just, just yes. So he does wills in the States and estates, and what, chef? Yes, he does wills and estates, and yes, he's in Southern Ontario. But a lot of stuff can be done.
1: So, I was yeah right. Like the reality yeah. is. Um, obviously, for real estate purposes, Jeff is here in Niagara. He's going to help out outside of um, it, just doesn't make sense. He's not offering you the best possible service that he can. Myself, Brandon, and Josh, we're all licensed in the province of Ontario. We all have the ability to work throughout the province of Ontario. Um, I know myself.
3: But, and, and before you go past that, though, I can work anywhere in Ontario. But I choose not to because if I don't know yeah. the market, I don't want to advise on it, right?
1: Well, that's that's, why, that's why I said, right? Like, you, yeah, that was why I said it, right? That you, you you're not going to do them justice by going outside the province or outside of the region.
0: Well, that's a lot well, right. like of
1: commercial. Right, you're not going to help people. them. Yeah. Right. So, um, but like myself um, being with with neighborhood Dominion lending centers. We've got access right across the country, so um, there are individuals within the firm that uh, um, that can help. Um, you know, we 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 basically we co broker it in a sense. Um, yeah, were To honestly, buy
3: something no, in Turks and Caicos, for example, you've got an island or anything like that, can you get mortgages for that?
1: I would do a mortgage That's if I would do a mortgage there,
2: right? on
0: a property here.
2: So
1: you you
0: can do a, a, equity takeout here, and then no, uh, yeah. when it, the, minute it the minute it leaves the jurisdiction of Ontario, the minute I like, like the minute it leaves jurisdiction of Ontario, it's best bet to deal with the jurisdiction that the property is in, just from a, a legal perspective, and and it's just the yeah. same as like I'd advise people: if you have a uh, a property down south in either South Carolina or Florida, deal with a lawyer in South Carolina or Florida because property rights fall onto the states. Or the jurisdiction where the property is We won't touch it. And even for that that matter, unless it's an extra
1: provincial will, right? So my parents, you guys know, own a house in South Carolina that they're in the process of trying to sell. And the big conversation that I, like my dad and I was here, um, my dad was down there and they were interviewing interviewing realtors. So I was part of the interview process. Um, They just, they dialed me in. And the logic was also like, use a realtor because the realtor understands the process for that particular area. Right. Not only the lawyer, not only the accountant, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. It's like use yep. a professional in that area, which as I mentioned, I think a uh, and you and I were having an off conversation about bringing in, um, yes. uh, bringing in Melissa and have her bring in some of her profession just to kind of cross pollate between borders. Or- because we do have about the percent I think of our listeners that are coming from the US um which obviously helpful right yep right give them some so Malaysia too and yes
2: mel reach out to us if you need uh, any of our services right we're happy yeah.
1: to uh, so mel the firm is flett, Bacario, F-L-E-T-T uh, Beccario f l e t t uh b e c c a r i o Um, they're in Welland, Ontario. L-M-N-O-P-U-R-S-T-U-D.
0: Yeah,
1: I think it's uh, 905-732-4481 is the firm's number, right? Yeah, I think, I think it's (laughs) 732-4481. Give the the firm a call. Just ask for Josh and John. What are you laughing at?
3: Nick Bond didn't even know the
1: number. (laughs) Why Why would he he call his own firm? (laughs)
0: True. <laughs> um what was I going to say? Okay, so we'll just to wrap it up and then uh, so um just yes, 4481 4481 <laughs> There you go.
1: 4481 732 though. Oh, that's so
0: fun. just a couple well. things everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching, there's a QR code. See the down, the QR code. Click the QR code to download and subscribe to our podcast. Um,
3: I don't know if you can just click codes with an iPhone
0: yeah. So just to just to reiterate somewhere, um, we our firm. Our firm, CR Smith Financial is licensed in British Columbia, Ontario, Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. Um, so anyone that has that resides there, or has property there or financial issues there, I can legally then speak to it. Um, the other thing is. Yeah, uh, so I'll just touch on it quickly. Obviously, everyone knows insurance, health, life, disability.
3: You buy Penthouse when you die, you will make it happen. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> and then um, health insurance, critical illness, disability, um, investments. And then obviously um, our firm, a lot of people don't know this, is one of the largest brokers for group benefits for small to medium sized companies and large massive companies as well. Um, and we've been around for, it'll be 50 years in, uh, in May of 2024, 50 years in business. Um, That's a good and aren't we wise guys has got a big anniversary next
1: year. Uh, is it, is it, is it, no, we're still a couple no, years away from 30. a couple
0: years away from 35. Yeah. Yeah. Is it 35? Um, 35. 35, yeah. 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 We just did 32 years ago, I think. That's right. right? Shows how much I remember. And then, it's and then finally, ladies and gentlemen, as we have one more minute left before we have to go next Friday, November the 24th, 11 a.m., we've got NHL great, NHL great, NHL Hall of Famer, NHL Stanley Cup winner, and his two-time brother, time gold medalist, Chris Pronger. And his brother, Sean Pronger, coming on the show. I don't know how Jeff's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to survive. I think he'll just be like a little boy in a candy shop. Um, and so, I, Rookie, do you have a picture of the Journey bottle? Because they they're have they launching their brand new um, whiskey called The Journey. Um, uh, Dean Good Blindell,
3: Black Friday, right? Black Friday broadcast.
0: Is that a Black Friday podcast? That is a Black yeah. Friday podcast. Um, so tune us in because we will be drinking during that podcast. That's true. We do have we, to go and buy bottles. Oh, I already got that teed up for all you guys. So don't worry about that. Oh, we have bottles coming. Oh yeah. I just got to see you guys next week sometime. Okay. I got, Perfect. I got a bottle. at Yeah. Back to bottle service career. Look, Look at that. that hey? Thank you very much. Oh, Look, at Look at that. Look at do that. Look at that. Gorgeous.
3: How nice. Would it be to have prime Chris Pronger on the Leafs right now? Oh my God.
1: Oh, you know what? So it's even even retired pronger on the leaves, I take. I've got, I don't know if take anybody right knows. <laughs> you can get a mini keg, five and a quarter liters of fireball whiskey. I don't even like fireball.
0: I love fireball a
1: talking piece. Five and a quarter liters. <laughs> Canada life of fireball whiskey. Right three spigots. Sorry, three spigots on it. Can't wait. I'm so
0: excited. I'll have that next uh, week
1: and I'll probably show it on the podcast too.
0: And Mel, just so you know, um, I wish I had the public service benefits contract. That would be amazing. Um, all right, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in. Please tune in next Friday, November the 24th, when we have Chris and Sean Pronger, um, the creators of
3: I won't be on my phone.
0: Oh, well, oh goody. And we'll be drinking on the podcast. So can some of you just try to get a hold of me next week because I'll get you your bottles. Um Bondo, take it out.
2: Respect to all our service people. Ah. November 11th past. Help us help you stay informed. Out.
4: Do, did,
3: Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Produced by
3: Cryer Media and distributed by the Soundoff Media Company.